Time to get real. I want to see some crazy whizbiz. What's the matter made out of ding dong? I want to see some of that whizbiz. Finally, finally, it's season three. This is the WizBiz podcast with Alex and Eric. Uh, I am Eric. Always says our moratory salutant. And that was Alex. Hi. We discuss Adventure Time, and we are finally discussing season three of Adventure Time. In this episode, we will be talking about season three, episode one, The Conquest of Cuteness. And season three, episode two, Morituri te saluta. Salutamas. No, no, salutamas. Salutamas. I can't read my handwriting sometimes. Oh, I was just trying to figure out where the where the where the salutamus. Also, and I know I said Caesar wrong there. Uh, I kind of panicked whether I was going to say Caesar. Uh, or like Caesar or Caesar, and then Kaiser, I kind of yeah yeah I know I yeah. but I smushed them all together, and then I was like uh, <laughs> I just want everybody to know I'm not that stupid. I'm just bad at talking. Which I mean, no, I'm great at talking. You should definitely keep listening to the show. Oh no no, <laughs> I think being bad at talking is part of our shtick. Oh, I didn't know. So right. we uh, it I'm took us try to a, do it worse. It took us a little while to get started um, for two reasons. One of which is very exciting, which is that Alex got new microphones for the. Uh, what do we call this? The, uh, this is the Echo Chamber Studio. The Echo Chamber Studio. Um, and second, I sat down and we were all ready to get started. And Alex is like, oh, maybe I should get another drink. I was like, you should get another drink. What are you drinking? He's like, oh, I've got whiskey. And I was like, you've got whiskey and you didn't offer me any. So now we're both drinking whiskey. Yeah. All right. Can well, you tell us what the whiskey is? Yes. But you're making me sound like an ungracious host. I am. Eric had just poured a big ass beer. <laughs> so my thought was, oh. Why would I offer him more alcohol? I, well, I mean, it's whiskey. No, no, I got gotcha. you. But it wasn't like I. It wasn't like you were sitting there like uh, with with a with a glass of water or like like a like a seltzer. Just sitting here slowly dehydrated. Yeah, no, you you had plenty of beverage. So okay, uh, so but we're drinking Jameson IPA barrel aged, uh, and it's, it tastes to me exactly like regular S Jameson. I haven't tried it yet, yeah. uh, so let's see. Please, what is your what is your thing? That tastes like regular ass Jameson. Right? Yeah. I don't know that I would. I honestly don't know that I would. Maybe if we had Jameson and this one side by side, but nothing about this even screams to me like extra barrel or anything. No, like no. It just, yeah, it just tastes like, I, which is fine because I like Jameson. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Jameson's fine. Yeah. Uh, Eric, what have you been up to lately? How are you? What, tell me tell me things about your personal life as in to introduce this episode okay. of Wizards Podcast. Uh, all right. This is going to be a little nerdy, but I just spent. Never. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I just spent um, 10 days out in Central Oregon visiting uh, family. And while I was there, I went bird watching a lot, and I saw 46 different bird species. Wow. What, what was the jizz? Well, uh, I did see a white-headed woodpecker. Mm-hmm. I saw a... Um, oh, I know it. I know it. Okay. I hope you're sitting down. I can uh, see you're sitting down. Yes, I am. Uh, yeah. Well, we saw two different osprey nests where Ooh. there were like multiple ospreys hanging out in them. And there was something going on, like a nighthawk migration or something. I saw like six nighthawks in the sky at the same time. Oh, wow. Which is kind of cool. I don't know. Uh, 
most people probably don't know what night- nighthawks look like, but they sort of look like enormous sparrows with long, super pointy wings with little white stripes on the end. I know them from a sign outside of a bar on probably Interstate because mm-hmm. there's there's a nighthawk bar and there's yeah, a I'm sure. stylized nighthawk there and the Tom Waits album Nighthawks at the Diner. Nighthawks at the Diner. Yeah, yes. it turns out nighthawks love diners mm. and rivers. Yeah, because I mean, who they, doesn't? They they love eating bugs. Yeah, and there's lots of bugs at diners. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you see nighthawks at your diner, it's probably a bad sign. Do not order the food there. They probably have cockroaches. Well, it especially if they're speaking like uh, some kind of like cookie monster, Norwegian death metal kind of thing. Yeah, that's yeah. a really bad sign because usually nighthawks don't make a noise like that. Yeah, which then you then you know they've got like a yeah. some kind of uh, bad bugs. cockroach stuck in their mm-hmm. in their throat. So, Alex, there's been something I've been meaning to tell you. Is it you introducing the episode without asking me how I've been? How have you been? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Eric, who understands how conversation works. I don't know how conversation works. What do I look like? I, a I, podcast I, person? Yeah, I got to cut all that. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm fine. I have no answer. I just think it's funny to, to, to call you out for not responding. I, I'm good. I'm going on a, uh, to tell the audience, I'm going on a writer's residency retreat thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, for the July 4th week. Uh, to the uh, Southwester Writers Retreat or whatever. That's really exciting. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to do that. Uh, I got my plans on what I'm going to be writing. Uh, uh-huh. I got a couple of short stories that I want to finish. Uh, and um, Yeah, that's it. I heard there's cool stuff up there. Apparently John and his partner have been there before uh, just as cool. a, uh, like an anniversary place or whatever. So yeah. yeah, I have some friends who have used it as a writing retreat and stuff, and they, they have really good things to say about it. Yeah. Um, and that's really exciting. You should, uh, you know, if you get the the urge, you should record some little podcast updates on your voice memos. Uh, yeah, it's not a it, bad idea. It's day four. I haven't left the cabin in a week. Yeah, I mean, mostly for me is <laughs> it's day four. I've written fifty words. I want to kill myself. <laughs> I just, uh, I just started um, working on, or I restarted working on a, a, a writing project that has been, you know, plaguing me for a long time. Um, and I've got all these notes and all this stuff written, and so I was writing, and I've been using this bot on a friend's Discord that sort of, like, it, it you, you say, like, I want to write right now, and it'll be like, okay, write for 12 minutes straight, or write for 25 minutes. Oh, and that's it'll, cool. It'll sort yeah, of pick, yeah. like, a random <clears throat> amount of time. And um, the first time I did it, I got into the thing I was writing, and I was editing and writing at the same time. When I got done, it's like, how many words are you at? And I told it, and it's like, you lost 185 words. I was like, oh, God. But I mean... It's, you lost the hundred? What? Well, because I edited, I cut out a lot of stuff. Oh, so gotcha. I chopped more than I wrote, and yeah, I ended up. With no, I, yeah, fewer, well, whatever. Yeah, I know. You I know. know. It's word. It's not the quantity of words. It's the quality. You know, they say of, good writing is in, is in the editing. I totally believe that. Yeah, I. Um, I do too. That's why I said it. Yeah. For I, am a writer. <laughs> Alex, there's something I've been meaning to confess. I mean, if it's your undying love and affection, you don't need to confess it, baby. I know. It is my undying love and affection for the everything burrito. Yeah. Let me ruin the everything burrito for you. Okay. Imagine it's an everything burrito, but mm. but, but it's flavored like an everything bagel. Ugh. Jesus. It'd be fucking gross, right? <laughs> Just like dried I, onion on the outside, like poppy seeds. I no longer love the everything burrito. Yeah. That's what I'm here for is, is destroy thanks, your thanks. love. You've destroyed my love. Uh, so we're talking about uh, Conquest of Cuteness, the yeah. season three opener, which I'm very fond of the way this season opens. Not that, I mean, this episode's fine, but um, 
last season ends with a couple of throwaway episodes and then the two biggest episodes we've seen so far, and the lich stuff. And dark and serious. Yeah. And, and this episode opens with literally the, uh, the conquest of cuteness. It is yeah. like the, the adorable factory of an episode. And uh, I find that very music. I like, I like, they're like, oh, yeah, oh, the cliffhanger and the giant evil that's loose in the world. No, we're going to give you two completely bottle episodes that have nothing to do with yeah, the Yeah, it's kind of nice. They, they, the episodes, you know, um, I think if it wasn't the season opener, we'd probably consider both of them kind of skippable. But uh, they're a nice mm. palate cleanser. I, I would say this. I think Conquest of Cuteness is skippable. Um, uh, the, the, the Fight King one, which I'm not going to say that word every time. <clears throat> I think is like a solid one of the better standalone episodes. I think it's really True. fun. It's uh, really good. It, I, I think, yeah, and we'll get to that one. Yeah. We'll talk about that one in a minute. But kind of um, cuteness is is fine. Uh, I, you know, it's good. Yeah, palate cleanser. There's nothing. There's no high stakes. It's not annoying, which is nice because that episode could have this episode could have gone really irritating. It could have. Uh, yeah, they could have those. The, they could have made those voices much squeakier and worse. But instead, they yeah. they were kind of adorable. And then being adorable and screaming horrific things is really yeah. fun. I'm always, a, I'm always a fan of that. Yeah, I was a big fan of Cute King. I, I, I don't think he ever returns, but um, the thing about the cute people exploding sometimes, did we see that with some other critter, or is it just the cute people that explode sometimes? I thought we saw that somewhere else. Oh, I think you're right, and I don't remember what it was. I think, so- oh yeah, something else did explode. Yeah, I can't remember what it was, but it was another small critter and there were a bunch of them and they like exploded when they got nervous or something oh like shit that. uh yeah i'm not gonna cover it. audience yeah. at, audience at home uh please get in touch with us at yeah Wiz yeah Wiz. respond and, and remind us yeah, at um, wizard's podcast on twitter mm-hmm. at uh wizard's podcast on instagram at wizard's podcast on tiktok which we've posted exactly three times now <laughs> <laughs> okay look we're bad at tiktok but maybe we're gonna get better uh, yes. I actually have a program recommendation for you, but I'll tell you off air. Okay, okay. Uh, which I'm going to write down. I, I was just watching Alex take some notes, and he wrote some little notes of things he had to do, and then at the bottom, in really big letters, he wrote, WIN! with an exclamation point. So, just so you know. I'm going to 100% forget he's, he's to do the, who's, who's, <laughs> who's going to win this episode. Uh, so the episode opens with uh, some beatboxing, and I'm going to nominate this for the least annoying beatboxing in the history of the show. Okay. I don't like it, but it's not annoying, and it didn't take too long. So it's, it's definitely not their best song. No, but also their songs are generally terrible, especially when Finn's involved. So I, them just kind of yeah. doing the beatbox stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah, I I like a lot of the songs. I think they're kind of cute. Um, but the Finn uh, the Finn ones, I don't. I can't. Yeah, there are a lot of bad Finn ones. Yeah, but Jake no, is I'm not great. speaking. The songs in the show are wonderful, yeah. and Jake, it's just when Jake Finn's is, involved, they're Jake terrible. is Jake is a much better musician than Finn. Oh, as shown in the next episode, but we'll we'll yeah. we'll get to that. Uh, yeah, so we open with uh, them beatboxing and Jake making an everything burrito, and mm-hmm. then the uh, acute evil king arrives. And I do, I love how committed to I think the evil an, it is. It's an evil cute king. Evil because, cute king. Because he is the cute king. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're you're a hundred percent right. Yeah, yeah. It's, this is one of those yes. ancient tandem. Yeah, no, exactly. No, no, you're hundred percent right. Yeah. Uh, and I enjoy his uh, his menacing last words. Enjoy your burrito, Jake. Oh man, what a, a what what a threat! Like a veiled yes. threat. Uh, and then we find out that the the cute people, because uh, the cute king, of course, has a has a whole I don't know a cute horde. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a horde of little cute warriors with him. Oh wait, wait, wait. oh I got a really really stupid joke that you have to understand uh, <laughs> late Roman history. But okay. oh, he's probably got a bunch of acute angles. 
like the angles uh, and then acute angle yeah it's like yeah. a double meeting <laughs> at least <laughs> i announced it was going to be terrible before it i did. said it <laughs> yeah i don't even know if i would call that roman history um well i mean the only thing yeah i know but the only things i know about the angles is when the romans fought them did the romans fight the angles <laughs> oh, yeah. i thought the romans fought the saxons uh no the uh the angles were already there yeah i think the angles were the guys that were like hanging out there weren't they yeah probably yeah. it works for me i'm pretty sure Okay. Yeah, yeah, because I wouldn't know it. I, I only know that from the History of Rome podcast. Oh. Well, then there you go. Yeah. Yeah, the Romans did have a bunch of acute angles. Yes. I'm sorry, audience, but <laughs> my brain says things to me, and I say them out loud. And, when? Uh, yes. Uh, so do you think the cute people poisoned the burrito, or was it just psychological warfare? Um, I think uh, I think it was psychological warfare, and here's why. We discover... Uh, by the end of the episode, when the cute people and the cute king uh, discovers his true power, it is psychological warfare. So mm. they um, they figure out how to spy. They figure out how to fuck with Jake and um, Finn's heads. They do the thing where they, like, you know, talk about their mom and, like, all this kind of stuff. Uh, the cute people are masters of psychological warfare. And... And they are extremely feeble when it comes to actual physical warfare. I would say this. Of of all the characters on Adventure Time, mm-hmm. I think this, this or all the groups of people on Adventure Time, I believe this is the only one that you and I could kick their ass. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would agree. I think yeah. this, yeah, we definitely could kick their ass. I mean, even um, Lumpy Space Princess could kick their ass. Yeah, but Lumpy Space Princess could kick our ass because one, that's true. she can float. Two, she can bite us and we turn into lumps. Lumps. Oh, okay. yeah, that's a good point. That Lumpy Fox Space family Space? would kick our ass. Any, most of the candy people would kick oh, our ass. Oh, Lemon Grab would. Lemon would... Gra- I mean, Lemon Grab's t- terrifying with his yeah. weird yeah, he mouth. Would, he and, would yeah. make a mess out of us. Yes, very yes, it would be. It would be. Uh, Ricardio, um, Ricardio except... would skewer us. Yeah. Uh, Rattle I mean, balls. Oh yeah. I mean, I could probably take. Uh, I bet you you could take uh, Cinnabon. Nah, Cinnabon, I think it'd be hard to beat him just because, like, he's made out of... Oh, no, I mean, I could probably just beat the, like, cream out of him. (laughs) (laughs) I knew there was something funny happening, and I was just waiting for it to show up, and there we are. (laughs) Yep, probably. (laughs) Uh, This episode also features uh, some really great parenting advice. So Finn and Jake are chasing the little cute creatures to their house and uh-huh. Finn grabs them in in a in a hole in the wall and Jake says just shake him around till he stops which audience at home if anybody's like you know like 15 16 years old yeah, and if like, you're a parent if you're a t- no 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 not if you're a parent if you're if you're a, a babysitter and you're like watching like a child uh, just remember <laughs> the best advice to get children to stop crying is to shake them around do not until take stop. advice from this podcast ever no <laughs> Uh, you should like, if you're young enough to think that was a good idea, you shouldn't be listening right now. Yeah. This, uh, episode is marked explicit. Yeah. Like shaking babies make them die. So don't, don't yeah, do, do that. Do not shake a baby. Unless it's like a really shitty baby. Yeah. Like if it's Hitler. Yeah. Like if there's, you can if, shake baby if you Hitler. look at that baby and you're like, I'm pretty sure you're going to be the next Hitler. I shake it. Again, shake the fuck out of it. I'm not saying, look, we're not advocating shaking it. I'm just saying. You know, there's certain duties that are incumbent on you when you when you're a human, when you're an ensouled creature like us. And I think shaking baby Hitler to death is one of those responsibilities. I think so. It's in it's in our like human charter. 
Yeah, it's yeah. certainly in the contract I signed when I left my demonic form behind. Yeah, same here. When yeah. uh, I mean, I left my angelic form behind to to incarnate here to to be your foil. Yeah, I, but, well, I mean, I mean, late but even I was then, an angel there first, was still obviously. that one clause: shake baby Hitler. Yes. Yeah. Weird, weird clause to have because I mean, I signed my contract before Hitler was born, so like. It's, it was, I was like, Who the and you fuck never shake. You, you still didn't shake BB Hitler. Oh, I'm really bad at my job. <laughs> I mean, I'm a. I was a garbage demon, worse angel, just a terrible, terrible human, as as you know. That's yeah, just yeah. there's years of audio evidence of that. Uh, so yeah. Uh, all right. So there's a joke from Deadpool. Uh, <laughs> didn't he try to kill baby Hitler at one point? Uh, oh yeah. Wasn't there some sort of time? I think I, yeah. it doesn't matter. Um. So. Uh, one of the things that I do love about this episode, actually, this is something that that I want to talk about with these episodes that is sort of interesting. But um, so at the end, uh, the cute king ends up uh, manipulating the ice king with his cuteness. Yes. So it's cute versus ice. I'm not sure which of those will win. Mm. Uh, I don't think cute king ever shows up again, which means he's probably frozen into a block of ice in the ice king's cupboard. Yeah. So cute, oh yeah, cute king is a king. Right. Fight king is a king. Ice king is a king. Which is interesting because the, the rulers thing. of king, but the rulers of kingdoms are, well, I mean kingdoms, are, are, are princesses. Are princesses. Yeah. Uh, however, there is fire king. Yeah. Who, but so fire king, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, print, I'm curious about it because. I think we need to redo some things and it's queen bubblegum. Well, except the whole idea of prince and princesses, it's, you know, a, a prince is a ruler. Yeah. A king is also a ruler. They probably actually come from different languages. Who even knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, I just think the show's garbage and we're not going to do the show anymore now that we found out this linguistic <laughs> issue. Uh, but we do see more kings later on, right? Like the King of Ooh. True. Now, uh, we also get to see in this episode, which I found adorable uh-huh. and really fun, is on the the full attack on the on the the, the fields of Pelennor, they they uh, the cute people climb uh, are going to attack the treehouse uh-huh. and they form into like a Voltron of cute. oh yeah they totally Voltron up and he kind of looks badass and then you realize the Voltron is still up to like Finn's knee yeah <laughs> and uh, uh, really really fun uh, fun sequence and I, I do like his well we'll get all of our friends together to, to uh-huh. fight back this this horde their friends are Bimo a duck Lumpy Space Princess and Cinnamon Bun. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this, this, this idiotic. No, it's not even like a ragtag group. They it's didn't just even like get the smart friends. It's the dregs of the fact that just a duck is there. Yeah, yeah. Like, where did that duck even come from? I bet you that's the one that Finn kissed that one time. Oh, didn't he kiss a duck one time? Uh, maybe. So it's one of Finn's exes. Yeah. Okay. Slut. <laughs> duck slut. Uh, yeah. And then uh, at the end of the episode, the the Q King tricks uh, Ice King into making him a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I mean, what else are you going to do if you're that cute? Yeah, I, I did feel, uh, again, bad for Ice King in this episode. Because when you, you cut to his ice castle, he's just kind of like sitting on the floor staring at a wall. Mm-hmm. Like he's just, he's just, he's, he's just yeah, devoid he's, he's of. He's like lying on his back. Just he has no purpose. He's yeah. Just... Devoid of purpose. Ugh, poor Ice King. Yeah. It's hard to imagine what it's like to be Ice King. So here's on the Ice King note, uh, no spoilers, but uh, or on the greater, greater storyline note. As we're watching this first two episodes, episode three, the uh, preview still image is Marceline as a child holding her teddy bear. Oh, no. And I'm like, 
oh, I don't remember which one this is, but it might be bad. This oh, might hurt me. Okay, but I, we're going to cry. No, I I think it might be the one with her jerk ex-boyfriend, which isn't that bad. Does that happen this early in the... Yeah, that, it could be. It could be. I can't remember. Uh, Ash? Yes. Yeah. That's uh, actually a pretty good episode, and we do get... Yeah, but it's not like uh, tear bit. your heart out uh, yeah. and stomp on it, you know, a Cheers yeah. theme episode. True. Yeah. Oh. Or the Mr. Belvedere theme one. That was a great one. I think um, that was in Stakes where Marceline plays the bass to the uh, theme to Mr. Belvedere. Oh, good times. Anybody that's uh, under 40, Mr. Belvedere was a, a show on some channel. And he was a fat guy that was a... He was a butler. Uh, he was a butler. And one time he sat on his nuts and they had to cancel shooting for the day. What? It's the only story I know about him. Yeah, the what actor the apparently had very long testicles and he sat on them. So they had to cancel shooting for the day. Oh, my God. Yeah. You'd think if you had testicles that long, you'd wear like some really tight underpants to keep them in place, like a jock strap or something. Well, maybe it like kind of like squirted out the sides. Gross. Yeah. Look, look, look I didn't do it. It's not <laughs> my balls. My balls are perfect. Uh, so speaking of balls, anything speaking else in this episode? Balls. Yeah, uh, I've got a few things. Please. Um, this episode makes a reference to Bravest Warriors, which is another Pendleton mm. Ward cartoon. Another incredible Pendleton Ward. Was cartoon. Bravest Warriors a thing when this came out? I clocked that when it when that reference happened. I'm a little hazy on the timeline. Um, uh, I'm not sure if Bravest Warriors happened before or after Adventure Time, but there is some stuff that kind of hints that Adventure Time and Bravest Warriors uh, happen in the same continuity. Like Bravest Warriors is. Adventure Time is like ooh, three thousand years in the future. I th- I believe that's canon of. Of, uh, of Bravest Warriors, okay. that, that that it's it's yeah after well after the events of Adventure Time, but it's the same universe. Okay, it's, yeah. it's, somebody told me that at some point. I have I neat. saw like one episode, um, and I was like, oh, this is fine, and then never revisited it. So, listeners, if you're not familiar with Bravest Warriors, it's available on um an a cartoon Hangover, which I'm not sure where it is. Sometimes you can find it on YouTube. Sometimes it's on some other video streaming service, but it is all. Uh, kind of grown-up um, themed cartoons. They're not like obscene, but they, you know, they deal with like grown-up topics, or they don't make everything all nice and friendly for kids. And if you ever have one of those days where you're just hungover and you want to watch cartoons in the morning, and maybe you've cooked yourself breakfast, or maybe you have a loving partner or friend who has brought you breakfast or is cooking you breakfast, Cartoon Hangover is filled with really, really good cartoons that you can just zone out on. Yeah. Especially if your roommate makes marijuana pancakes. Yeah. Or if you drop check your jacket when you came through the door. No one's there. Life is more than bear survival. That's the lyrics from the themed Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> this this has gone too far. Yeah. It has. Um I you know, here's here's the thing. I'll admit to the audience at home. I have nothing to say about this cute episode. It was fine. It was, there was fine. Cute but stuff. There's, no, it was there's, cute. Nothing, there's nothing in it. We're, we were, here's the thing. When I, so I was very lazy slash busy the past week and I didn't look at what the next two episodes were. Uh-huh. And if I knew it was going to be an episode that maybe we can get four minutes out of, and we've uh-huh. done well, we've done, we've done a bunch of minutes. Have we done 12? Uh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't. I think ma- we're doing fine. We're doing Yeah, fine. we're doing fine. Yeah. But, uh, uh. I, I would have maybe proposed like, oh, maybe we uh, do three episodes today. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> like, but anyway, uh, uh, anything else on on uh, Cutie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facebook? I do have a couple of pieces of um, of trivia. In honor of the next episode, please call it Triwea. Triwea. Okay. Uh, for this episode has the first mention of Mom Margaret. Uh, this no, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's crazy! I could have it sworn is. that. It, I, 
this episode, uh, it's revealed that Jake has a sword. He's like, that's my sword. He never really, he, he apparently only uses it in one episode. But okay. anyhow, Jake has a sword. I thought that was just a joke. I didn't realize that that was canonically actually a sword. It's Jake's yeah. sword. Okay. Uh, and then finally, um, Cute King is voiced by uh, Jackie Buscarino, who also does Susan Strong. Oh, I thought the voice sounded vaguely familiar. I thought it may have been the person that did. Um, Nicky Yang. Uh, no, the one that oh. does um, the, uh, the Finn's rival, Bethany. Oh, Terry? Tiffany, Tiffany. Tiffany. Yeah, I was thinking that too because yeah. it's very, it's a very similar voice. Yeah. Um, but and maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, but uh, another thing about this episode that we probably should have mentioned a little bit more is like there's a lot of BMO in this. Yeah, but not very good BMO. No, but but BMO's uh, coming becoming more prominent. Yes, BMO and... seems to be now like bumped up to main character status. Although he doesn't do much in this episode, yeah. he's there for it. Yeah, yeah, and I think in this season we get uh, uh, we get BMO like experiencing more yeah. of BMO's life. This is football in in season three. It's coming up soon. I don't know. I don't know if it's season three. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. I hope so. That's a weird episode. That is a very weird episode. That's like if David Lynch did an episode of it, it, Adventure Time. It really Time. is. It really yeah. is. I, a lot of BMO's arc is like if David Lynch wrote Adventure Time, though. Yes. Because it gets just strange. It's like machine consciousness, exploring machine yes. consciousness. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of fond. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, that's all I got on this one. That's all I got. All right. Um. Hey, Alex, will you make me a sandwich? Uh, fuck no. Will you please make me a sandwich? Even more no. Pweety please. Like, God, no. Like, get out of my apartment. Damn it. <laughs> I tried. I tried. Yeah, bullshit. Uh, okay. Uh, do you want to go first or do you want to do rocks first? I think that I would like to know some shiny rocks. Okay. I have my pen ready. So I have choices for shiny rocks. Okay. So I have two Instagram links that I don't remember what they are. Ooh. And then two. Let me start with one word that's easy and you may know, but I may have even done it on the show before. But uh, I was reminded of it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's such a great word. Is uh, at- uh, apotropaic. Apotropaic. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. I uh, I totally know this word. You do, and it's one. Of, that's why. And that's why I, I like, have I said it on the show. Forgotten it. Have you said it on the show? I don't. I don't know because it's a word I know, and every time um, I see it, I go, "Oh, that's a good word." Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, I feel so stupid for not knowing this. If Sam Block listens to this episode, he's gonna make fun of me. Okay, what is it? Hey, Sam Block, don't make fun of Eric. Yeah, don't make fun of me. I'm nice. It is uh, having the power to avert evil influences or bad luck. Like, right, like, a, like an amulet. Yeah, oh, shit, like like a hum, like a like a like a hamsa hand or like an evil yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah, I've come across yeah. that. Uh, I've come across that phrase over and over and it over again. It is one of those very like liminal words where it's like it's almost common but not common. So it like sits in this weird thing of like I never remember it until it you know pops up again. Yeah, yeah, I've I've come across it in um, in like history and scholarly stuff on Western esotericism, yeah. especially when talking about like amulets and talismans and. <sighs> Well, okay. hopefully that was humiliating enough that I will never forget it again. Uh, yeah. Um, give me another one. Let's click on one of those Instagram links. Yeah, let's. Okay, so this this Instagram link is somebody compiled a, a Reddit list of what's a word everyone should know and and might not. Oh, so shit. I'm gonna go quickly through here. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, apophenia. Apophenia. Uh, apophenia is 
another word that I know, but I can't remember now. So apophenia is almost like conspiracy thinking. It's tendency to mistakenly perceive connections and meanings between unrelated things. So right. it's like your friends that have been into like uh, woo stuff for too long. And then like every single fucking thing they see, they think is, is a synchronicity. Yeah. Is, yeah. is that's yeah. Apophenia. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, this is, I think this is why I actually uh, did this. So over Morrow. Overmorrow? Is that the day after tomorrow? That's the day after tomorrow. Oh, right. And Overmorrow. Air yesterday. Air yesterday. All my troubles seem so far away. Indeed. Uh the day before yesterday. Exactly. Yeah. Uh it's it's a it's a delightful, delightful word. Yeah. Uh those are easy. Uh that one we've done on the show before. Uh have we done Timesis on the show? Uh Timesis. Yeah, uh, abso-fucking-lutely is Timesis. It's when you insert a word inside of another word. I think we did it on the show I think before. so. It's yeah. great, though. Timesis yeah. is great. Uh, oh, this is a great one, too. Galanthropy. Galanthropy. G-A-L-E-A-N-T-H-R-O-R-P. Galanthropy. Yeah. Well, gale-anthropy. Gale-anthropy. I have no idea. What is that? It's a mental condition of uh-huh. thinking that one has become a cat. Usually manifest in the adoption of female mannerisms and meow, meow, meow. <laughs> How do you spell that again? G-A-L-E, uh-huh. anthropy. Oh, anthropy. That's why I couldn't figure out if the E-A, I should like schwa it or it's like it's gale anthropy. Yeah, or gale, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's how we get cat girls and yes. cat boys. Yes, that's uh, that's uh, most of the internet. Yeah. Uh, okay, and that one I already did on the show. And then well, let's do one more. Okay, uh, okay. Because this this is an, an Instagram link. This is uh, one that I found, and I didn't know this word, and I thought I should. Do you know what chatoyant is? Chatoyant? Or uh, it can be uh, chatoyance. Chatoyance. Which is the descriptive version. Oh, I can use it in a sentence. The chatoyance of the pizza delivery person filled me with annoyance. Hmm. Okay, what does it mean? It did rhyme. You were close. If you said the chatoyance of the delivery person's eyes, uh, it is uh, having uh, a changeable luster, a twinkling. Ooh. It's like in describing like gemstones and stuff. Uh, displaying a band of light reflected off inclusions of other minerals. Ooh. And the noun form is a gemstone with changeable luster, such as a cat's eye. Chatoyance, which the chat is uh, for cat in French. Oh, chatoyance. Uh, well, I mean, it's from French. It wouldn't be. They don't make that noise? No. Well, I mean, they, they do, but not, not for CH. What do they do for CH? Shot. Chatoyance? I mean, uh, probably in English it's chatoyance, but uh, uh, I, I'm just saying it probably comes from the French. I can't, I'm terrible at pronouncing French. I can't pronounce French. Uh, yeah, you just did some weird Hebraic <laughs> throat clearing <laughs> that was noise. German. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's where Yiddish comes from. German? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I don't really speak very much Yiddish. I I, that's, I know more Yiddish than I know actual proper Hebrew because of where I grew up. Like mm-hmm. Yiddish is the, the thing. Hey, anyway, so those those are shiny rocks uh, that that I found for, for you, the audience, our dear. Our those dear were some really good shiny rocks. I um, I hope that our audience uses them in tweets this week. Yeah, I hope you like just come across as like a really really big stick up the ass. Yeah, and, yeah. And say if Chetonians. you use one of those words yeah. in a tweet, make sure that you tag us Wizbiz Podcast. Yeah, you don't want to sound uh what's what's the word? Uh oh, uh, what's the word for like when you use really big words and it's like a really big word and it's stupid. You uh, know this. I do and I can't think of it right now. It's uh I'm I'm having lethologica. It's uh, like hexadecilogophilia. Oh yeah yeah yeah. It's it's uh um I keep thinking Brobdingnikian, but that's not it. It's it's a uh, um, 
Sesquipedalia. Sesquipedalia. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you want to send Sesquipedalia, and if like a complete tool, <laughs> start start saying that. Hey, speaking of sounding like a complete tool. Uh huh. Moratori ti salatutmas. Moratori ti salatutmas to you too. Yes. Uh, and may I add, Awe Kaisar Moratori ti salatutmas. <laughs> Which, yeah. So that's where that comes from. That's uh, what the uh, at least what the fictional version of gladiators used to say in the yeah, gladiatorial yeah, way. They would, uh, basically, reason. we who are about to die salute you. Yes, which is, uh, you know, Latin. And, yeah, it's Latin, uh, and we butchered it uh, ten different ways at this point, so mm-hmm. please, um, please flame us. I mean, don't, because here's the thing. I know that there's three, at least three different pronunciations of Latin based on what part of Latin you're speaking, like old, middle, received, uh, clerical or whatever yeah yeah yeah. like so although i'm sure we said all that wrong by you correcting us you're going to correct us with a with a like a very with a version that somebody else thinks is exactly what somebody else thinks is wrong so uh so uh so shut us your mouth of us (laughs) (laughs) this episode opens with a cheeseburger kaiju like like a, a a kaiju that's a cheeseburger um, yes, uh, hamburger tra- kaiju. Uh, yeah, which is- yeah, huge, huge kaiju, a ginormous hamburger monster, cheeseburger monster. Why is there a ginormous cheeseburger monster? We're not really sure. All we know is that Finn and Jake are saving tons and tons of like giant hedgehogs from this cheeseburger monster. Yeah, they're like hedgehog owls. They've got like owl faces. Yeah, but yeah, hedgehogs. they make me think of owl bears from D anD. d Yes. Hey, but you know what? They're I, like owl hedgehogs. I know what an owl bear is because I recently watched the D and D movie, and there's an owl bear in it. Everybody knows what an owl bear is. Because I didn't until like the two name weeks ago. When tells I, you what it is. No, it could be an owl with a bear head. But it's a bear with an owl head. Uh, yeah. So why don't you uh, walk back your statement there, Mister? I feel Fancy? like if you had an owl with a bear head, you call a bear owl. That'd be a bear owl. No, I'm saying the other way. Uh, you name the monster after the head. No. Hold on, hold on. Let me think about this. Yeah, bullshit. Mermaid. Mer is the first word. Mer is for the fish. Oh, Maid right. is for the human. Oh my god, owl bears are named backwards. Exactly. They should be bear owls. Yeah. So don't tell me I don't know. Yeah, I just I found I out what they were. I was thinking about the, the hippogriff. Yeah, hippo and gr- griffin. Hippo, the horse, is the back part, and yeah. griff is the front part. Yeah. It's okay. All right. Okay. And, but, I, but, you know, when it attacked Draco Malfoy... It was Draco's fault. He did not bow to it to show submission before he approached the hippogriff. I am very lost. It's a dumb Harry Potter thing. Oh, is there a hippogriff in Harry there's, Potter? But there's a, it's a major plot point in one of the books. Really? Yeah. Buckbeak, the hippogriff. I didn't know this. Yeah. I... And they changed his name to like Wither Wings or something later because uh, it was going to be executed, but they used a, a time turner time machine to stop it from being executed. They had a time machine in Harry Potter? Yeah, it's the worst book. Yeah, they could there's... have solved a lot of problems. With the time well, machine. no, they, they, the next book... Uh, they all the time machines got destroyed. <laughs> but but, but. So that that was unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. But if there were ever time machines at all, yeah, then none of them are really destroyed. No, but they use it for good, good, good. So they give time machines to children at the school. Why would so they, they give can, time machines to so children? So they can fit in more classes. What? Yep, that is canonically it. Hermione got the time turner from the school so she could fit in more classes. You're. Yeah. I'm not making it up. It's also implied that the uh, the eldest Weasley brother did the same thing that I don't remember his name. But but the minute you have that time machine, all right, okay. Yeah, I mean, essentially, like you're you're consequence free. Yeah, you're God. So if everybody got a time turner laying around, 
could really use one. <laughs> yeah, me too. I could use one too. I uh, be- actually, I will borrow it at the same time as Alex since the time machine. Yeah. I, so here's the thing. It's like I made, I'm going to say 90% of the decisions I've made in my life I regret. So like I would like to go back and like maybe, maybe fix some stuff, you know, pick a new co-host. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> oh, for John and Alex hate stuff. Yeah, I can <laughs> oh, nice. see that. Well yeah. done. Sorry, uh, John. Sorry, John. I love you. He's not going to listen to this. More than I love Alex. I mean, he's not going to listen to this. And you should. John's, John's a very lovable man. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a beard. That's your type. Yeah. He's. Wait a second. What? Am I only ever going to do shows with balding, bearded men? Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, this is bullshit. Oh, you both have glasses, too? Oh, I just realized you're just another John. I am. I am. John oh, and I. Oh, I'm such a hussy. John and I are, are co awesome. All right. We'll work on that. Get a. Uh, Eric and John. All right. Hamburger are, kaiju. Let's go back oh, to the hamburger yeah, kaiju. Yeah, that's, that's we the have to talk kaiju. about. We have to talk right. about this episode. We have to talk. About we this are, episode. but we have to talk about the hamburger <laughs> kaiju. It was on the screen for about seven seconds. Look, this episode is an episode about friendship, but it's also an episode that makes fun of uh, of D and D quests because yeah, it it opens with uh, it, which I really love. You know, I mean, I feel like in the first season, in particular, there were lots of like uh, really kind of fun D and D in jokes. You know, where they would sort of have references to how uh, typical fa- fantasy adventures go. And they, they've kind of brought it back with this episode where they go in and the Fight King, who is just like this grizzled zombie corpse thing. Great character design. Oh, yeah. man. Such a gorgeous character design. The little floating crown. Yeah. The stitched up eye. Yeah, the, missing arm. The, the missing giant arm. Sword. The giant yeah. sword yeah. with runes on it. Oh, did you know that Adventure Time has a has its own runic alphabet? Uh, I found that out today when researching this episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So on the sword it says, "To fight is to live." Yeah, um, and it's this great glowing chipped golden sword. Uh, I mean, he's such an amazing character design. The whole set, like the Fight King's arena, is beautiful. Like they, whoever whoever did the design for this episode, deserves a gold star. Yeah, it, I mean, they just good. they just stole it from Rome. You know. Uh, they might have. However, uh, a lot of stuff in this episode um, makes me think of Thor Ragnarok. Like, oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like when they go down With the to fight the fight arena. Yeah, yeah, and also the under the the land under the arena, the dungeon yeah. under the arena, totally makes me think of Thor Ragnarok. Also, like I feel like Thor Ragnarok stole from this episode. Uh, well, this episode would have st- so Thor Ragnarok is based on a comic book series where those events happen uh, called. Planet Hulk or World War Hulk, but Hulk gets abandoned on planet yeah, and yeah. it becomes a gladiator. But that predates this. So uh, Adventure Time are the Dirty Dirty Thieves. Okay. All right. I'm not going to argue this. Dirty, dirty, thieves. dirty thieves. But... Uh, or it's just like a really, really easy idea that like anybody could have come up with. <laughs> um, and the uh, another thing about the design of the, the Fight King, though, his little floating crown kind of reminds me of uh, Hellboy's floating crown oh yeah yeah but it's not totally the same but it's it's a pretty cool design um yeah but he always kind of badass this guy's a little like mr burnsy oh yeah for sure but i love the, how there's this whole thing where he goes in where where finn and jake are predicting everything that's gonna happen like we're gonna go in there and the doors are gonna close behind us we have to fight oh, yeah. these and then finn's like we'll probably have to fight ghosts and and then they're like this sounds totally awesome and they yeah. go running back in to do it and everything that they predicted comes true. Like Fight King will be like, the door, you cannot leave until you fight my yeah. gladiator ghosts. And they're all excited. But Jake has the attention span of a, I don't know, 
Magical dog. Magical dog. Uh, we missed a very, very important line. Oh. That we need to focus at least 20 minutes on. Okay, let's do it. This episode proves canonically that Finn has not reached puberty yet. Because on right. the way in, he says, I feel the call from that place. And Jake says, it's probably just puberty calling. <laughs> so we've, we've talked in the past about how Finn uh, is lusted he's after. He's 13. He's only 13. But he is, he is prepubescent. Well, I don't know. I was, I, was, I was banging chicks and throwing touchdowns when I was 13. What, what? You're from New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah, New Jersey's fucked up. What? what we, go to, we get to hit puberty earlier in New yeah, Jersey? Yeah, it's because of Three Mile Island. That's in New York. New Jersey and New York are so close together. That's like from here to Beaverton. Wait, wasn't there a nuclear accident out here too? Nope. Yeah, there was. Nope, nope, nope we're there fine. There totally was. We're fine. I swear. <laughs> that was in Japan. Oh, no, I meant the way, wasn't there one in Washington that there was some kind of like nuclear problem that the waste seeped into the... I don't know, but that's a really long ways away. Like from here to wherever that was in Washington, that's like from Jersey to Maine. No. Yeah. I th- I think you don't know how big the East Coast is. I know how big the East Coast is. I was I w- I've been there more recently than you have. Yeah, that's true. But I grew up there, and uh, I hit puberty at like ten. I went through some life changing experiences there. I went through second puberty after I got too close to Three Mile Island. Yeah, that happens. Uh, so yeah, uh, just canonically, um, then prepubescent. But yeah. and that sounds gross that I'm bringing this up. If this is your first episode, like, what the fuck is this weirdo doing? Yeah, is Alex that... is kind of obsessed with the uh, Finn's pubescence. No, it's 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 that... an obsession. No, it's I'm getting obs- there. I'm it's, a... A, it's turning into it's no. getting a little apophenic. Bullshit. What? <laughs> it's like saying that uh, Chris Hansen is obsessed with underage girls. No, he was catching pedos. And what I'm saying is, knowing Finn's canonical age uh-huh. and 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 ball hair situation leads gives what? me information about how gross it is that that you're thinking that, about finn's balls no that overage <laughs> princesses at al are trying to hump him okay okay you're right you're right yeah i, mean, I am I... right eric <laughs> this is when we kill each other and become ghosts <laughs> Hyperion, I'm sorry. Exactly. I love the weeping ghosts because, oh, like, they too. killed their partner. But let's let's uh, Hyperion. Uh-huh. Did you ever read that book? Uh, or books? I think there's two of them. Which books? Uh, I think they're called Hyperion. By whom? Uh, I don't know. I, th- I mean, Hyperion is like a. It's like an. It's like a classical name used by some Greek hero, but. It gets used by uh, Dan like... Simmons. It's an '89 uh, sci-fi novel. Um, Dan Simmons. So it's. I don't know if I read those. So it uh, it it's basically a, it's they do the Canterbury Tales, but as uh-huh. a sci-fi novel about like this. I didn't like it very much. Is really oh. what I was going for is that okay. it's it's known as like a classic of sci-fi and this yeah, like I don't think fundamental read those. tome, and uh, I'm pretty sure I I've found read... it somewhat irritating. Yeah, I, I think I've read some Dan Simmons, but yeah. I. I can't really recall. I'd have to look at a list of the books. Yes. Um, I've read a lot of science fiction. Uh, so they decide to fight. Mm-hmm. They go underground and Jake gets distracted and decides he needs to make a, a hula hoop out of lava. Yeah, because he wants everything to be like a tropical island. Yes. Like a tropical island. It's really fun. Inexplicably, there's like uh, there's ukulele. I'd, it's, 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 there's no lava. There's anywhere. the yeah. There's no lava. It's very ADHD, Jake. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Finn seems to be uh, getting uh, getting the the bloodlust up in him. He wants, oh yeah, he wants like to really seriously. Yeah. And then there's a point at which Finn, it looks like Finn's getting possessed, but uh, but in the end it was all a ruse. Yes. Well, well before before we finish the the episode, uh, when Finn is fighting, uh, I love that he just starts screaming Latin. <laughs> he does. He does. He screams a few things in Latin. He says a bet, which is uh, be gone, and uh, eludere, which is parry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did research on this episode. Nice, mostly because there's Latin involved, and I like Latin. I think he yells uh, "abete." Uh, well, according to the Wikipedia, uh, the you know Adventure Timepedia or whatever uh-huh. it is, they say a bet. Hold on, hold on. So yeah, I like him screaming Latin. Yes, uh, it, it is all a ruse, and Finn says, "Hey, I, I'm not going to kill Jake without a bigger sword." Uh-huh. So the Viking lends him his sword, and uh, Finn breaks, Finn breaks it. it, and the Viking uh, disintegrates. Into into dust. It's great. It's it's a it's a perfect D and D adventure ending. Um, everything gets nicely wrapped up. This episode has a really really good Adventure Time feel to it. Yes, and I really appreciate the episode for that. But there's almost no story moving elements, and either none of these neither of these episodes have anything that really moves the story. No, no story moving elements. Next to no occulty elements. Like yeah. these these are these are like the. Uh, these are like the least on-brand episodes for us. Yeah, although one of the things that I always really appreciate in Adventure Time is when they make uh, D&D references. Yeah. And I feel like the Fight King episode in particular was was filled with them. It just felt, there was something about it that kind of felt like an old, you know, Guy Jack's adventure or something. Yeah. I like I call them Arneson adventures, but like that's just me. Yeah, it did feel I'm, like I'm like super into like early uh D D history, so like I know all that stuff. Uh-huh, right. Uh, uh <laughs> so call back to previous episode where Eric yeah. uh, brings it out. Okay, so uh that's that's all I got for that episode. Yeah, me too. I, I, I don't even really have any uh trivia for that episode except that um I love watching it. It's uh it's definitely an episode that I go back to a lot. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. That's it. Do you think you would enjoy it? On a tropical island. On a tropical yeah, it island. Hot. It does. It's a little sweaty. Yeah. Oh, you know, uh, here's something from the first episode. But what if you built, like, a lava moon? I mean, that sounds even hotter. <laughs> um, the first episode shows Finn waking up and having to turn a candle on, you know, to, mm-hmm. uh, or whatever you say. And he uses it like a flashlight. I didn't understand that part. But BMO has energy. They have technology. They have electricity from somewhere. Yeah, right? So why the fuck does he have a candle? Well, maybe uh, maybe the upper floors of the treehouse ha- aren't wired for electricity. Okay. I mean, that's fine. It's yeah. good. I do, I'm, I would, let's, let's, let's work on it from there. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, no. No, no, no. It's, it's fine. Um, Audacity uh, updated recently, and they had uh-huh. a very, very ma- minor UI change, which which threw me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Eric, let's do a segment. I hear tell, uh-huh. and by hear tell, I mean I'm looking at it. Then you have a book to share with us. And yeah. judging by the title I'm reading backwards, it is by a lady that you know. Yeah. Uh, this is actually a review copy of The Living Tarot by T. Susan Chang. I just got it uh, in the mail today. What is T? Um, it's Susie's real first name. Oh, I have always seen her as Susan. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, T. Susan Chang is how she publishes her books. I don't know what the T stands yeah. for. Probably the. The Susan yeah, Chang. The Susan Anyhow, Chang, so, yeah. so this is by the Susan Chang. Fuck yeah, it is. Um, 
so uh, you know, Susie is uh, is like a an amazing tarot expert who's just obsessed with tarot. And if you ever listen to interviews with her, like she does all these things um, involving like tarot and her life. You know, she tracks stuff with spreadsheets. She does all these things. Um, and this book. I was not really certain what to expect from it, but it's filled with all of these like interesting like worksheets and uh, like daily practices. And uh, I mean, the book is meant to be written in and filled out. You know, there's lots of things where you sort of like, you know, fill out fill out charts and stuff. Oh, cool! Uh, and it's all about kind of integrating tarot with your life. You know. Um, in an attempt to get sort of like a deeper understanding of it. I, I know a lot of our listeners are into tarot because who doesn't love a root vegetable? Yeah, exactly. Who doesn't love a poison that kills ants? Oh, nice. <laughs> um, so like, here's the, there's a card of the day checklist, which has things like, you know, what's the card I drew today? Uh, what's the positive message of the card? What's the negative message? Uh, look ahead to the day and think of five to 10 things that might happen and list them. Um, it has all this stuff that sort of encourages you to use the card that you draw that day uh, throughout the day, like integrating it into your day's experience, including like um, a dialogue that you do during the day and then an end of day uh, recap where you're sort of like, how did the card affect my day? Yeah. So there's a lot here that expands upon kind of like that really common tarot practice of like the card a day sort of thing. But there's a lot more. I, I honestly just started looking through it, and I was kind of amazed at how much stuff there is in here. There will be things where it's sort of like, um, you know, here are 10 cards and uh, 10 moods, like match the card to the mood. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. Uh, this one is like, here's 40 cards and 40 moods. You know, just stuff that, that like expands upon your experience with the cards. Um so it looks really, really good. I'm really excited about getting more into it. Uh, it just came out, I don't know, this year, last year, and it's a, a T. Susan Chang. It's called The Living Tarot. Um, there will be a link in the show notes. I think you should get it, uh, listeners. I'm yes. gonna, you know, I mean, I, I talk to I talk to Susie uh, pretty frequently, um, and I haven't really interviewed her about tarot stuff specifically. Like she's been on the Arnomancy podcast for our um, our forecasts and stuff, but I haven't really had her on for like a conversation about tarot. Oh, really? Uh, since I started. Oh. Like she was my first guest. Yeah. You know, so or my second guest. You were my first. Guest. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought I was, but like I don't remember that far back. That was a while you ago. You and Susie were one and two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you were first and she was second, but uh, this book is cool enough. Uh, or is is interesting enough and different enough uh, that I think there's plenty. I mean, honestly, anytime Susie and I get together and talk about tarot, I'm sure any tarot-loving podcast fan would love to be a fly on the wall. Oh, totally. Uh, yeah. But this this is I think is a really really good topic. So I'll be having her on soon. But in the okay. meantime. If the listeners are interested, there will be a link in the show notes Absolutely. where you can get this. Yeah, uh, uh, Susan Chang is wonderful. I follow her on the uh, on the various social medias, and she seems really, really knowledgeable. Which yeah, she's smarter than of, both of us put together. Yeah, like a lot of tarot people, and this is not like shitting on tarot, but like there's a lot of people that kind of know like a bit, yeah. and then kind of put themselves out as experts. Yeah, no, this is like a like a straight up like an actual like 
like if there was a doctorate in in terology, it would be <laughs> yeah. Susie. Yeah, Susie exactly. would be the would be the premier. Yeah, yeah, totally. Tarot doctor. Yeah. Wait, so yeah. let's uh, let's do that. Uh, let's do. You've reminded me. Let's do a uh, card poll for both of us. Okay. Which deck do we want to use? We've got. Oh, let's do the Hermetic Tarot. It sits back there all the time, okay. taunting me, yeah. and um, I have really mixed feelings about this deck. I. Uh, one of the things I love about the Hermetic Tarot is uh, it's complex and it's filled with interesting symbolism and stuff. Well, and one of know, the things I hate about it is sometimes the Hebrew is wrong. You know what's interesting is uh, you're probably referring to this one, but there are multiple decks called the Hermetic Tarot. Oh, this is the only one that I... Oh, yeah, yeah I think this yeah. is like the most famous one. I think but, so uh, too. Uh, yeah, Have I you found used it... this one before? You're, you're pulling out like the... Oh, I'd say I always saved all the oh, okay. stuff. I always keep it in the box with it. Um... Yeah, uh, I found another Hermetic Tarot. It's almost like, remember when we played with that Egyptian tarot and there's like seven other yeah, Egyptian tarots? Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch that are, maybe they're not called the Hermetic Tarot. It's like the Hermeticist Tarot or right. whatever, you know, like, you yeah. know, kind of. Yeah, the Egyptian Tarot. Mick, Mick the... Dowell's uh, uh, <laughs> fast food. Yeah. Okay. okay. So we're going to do uh, a one card draw for Eric. What do we want to do a one card draw for? Oh, I feel like I would like to have a one card draw about my writing project. About your writing project. All right. Yeah. Uh, do you want to play with cards? Or do you want me to just? Oh, uh, let me let me cut them. Yeah. Kerjwoop. That's the cutting sound effect. That is the official cutting sound effect. Kerjwoop. And Eric, your writing project is the the hermit. Oh huh. shit! I that's actually pretty good. Uh, I know that's kind of actually what you're going to be doing. Yeah, Magus of the Voice of Light. Holy oh, shit! That's look at that. Serious. Uh, do you want to interpret it? Uh, I mean, other than just, I mean. It's literally the hermit. It's I mean, like my, hermit. my interpretation is, you know, as a writer saying the hermit seems pretty uh, squirrel true. up and be hermit. But I mean, it, if you have a better interpretation, I'm not well, better. If I you mean, have a more in-depth one, please do. It's a it's a good message for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I decided to kind of like commit myself to to finishing this this writing project. And uh, and that requires like making sure that you set aside time like away from people. Yeah. You have to actually be like, these are my writing times. I'm going to go write and do stuff. So it's a good card. Yeah. It's a good reminder. It's definitely, it does seem really on the nose, but. Uh, what do I mean? Not, yeah. And it may just have the voice of light. I mean, that's uh, very writerly. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a good one. All right. Now, Thank you. Good you're, job. You're, you're going to pull one card from me. Okay. Is it what's, what's the jumper? What's the jumper? The jumper is the two of wands, the Lord of Dominion. Oh, man. Two of wands. We're ignoring that one. Okay. That's just me being... This deck is uh, hasn't been used much, and it's very stiff, and I wasn't shuffling very well. Uh-huh. I have tiny hands. <laughs> it's just... It's, I mean, that's what it comes down to. Like, this, my fucking Thoth deck I've had since I was, like, 16, like, it's way too big for me, but they're, like, kind of worn in enough that it can sort of okay, shuffle them. Okay, I will confirm these cards are extremely right stiff they're like and they're they pretty are, thick cardstock and yeah. they're thick and not very worn in yeah I, it feels good like this deck as it gets used more will get really worn yeah in. totally It'll feel really really nice but but I, for now i just i was going through some weird hermetic phase for a second i was like oh i'm gonna i guess i'll i guess i'll get the deck and then i just kind of gave up so i think i've read with it like three times <laughs> it feels good it feels good yeah. it, um i think we looked at this a while back on the alex cast. yeah, yeah totally. uh, i brought my copy of the hermetic tarot over yeah because somehow I got like a first edition, or or, or something. Yeah. Um, and we sort of like looked at some of the artwork. Now that was fun. Okay. I'm gonna tell you when to stop. Hold on. Let me shuffle one more time. That's gonna be my. Uh, that's gonna be my version of cutting. Because okay. I hate cutting. Why do you hate cutting? I don't know. I mean, aren't you like some sort of '80s emo? I thought '80s emos loved cutting. 
So this is the second time you've done this. Emo doesn't happen until like 2005. <laughs> You're like literally. That is so not true. Emo started emo, in the 80s. Absolutely Emo not. started with Fugazi. But not the term emo. Like No, but like emo, the emo movement started with Fugazi in the 80s. Yeah, but that's not the emo that like the self-reflective cutter emo. That's like, that's like 2005. So then, so then, because right. there was a punk term emo, I think, which what you're referencing. Well, but it's not like the it's not like the uh, the hair down in front of your eyes, thinking <laughs> you know, like the post post goth emo, you know. <laughs> I feel like what we've really the the important message there is that emo isn't uh, isn't necessarily post goth as con goth. Yeah. Right. Like it developed alongside I, I, goth. Yeah. Either way, it's it's you bought you bought clothes at Hot Topic as, yeah, as emo. Yeah. All right, I want you to um, shuffle the other kind four times. Okay. Yeah, that's a riffle. This is a shuffle. Three. Wait, seriously? I yeah. thought riffle was a type of shuffle. No, that's a shuffle. That's a riffle. People use it interchangeably. Like when I say shuffle, I think of that, but technically. I thought a riffle was a riffle shuffle. No, that is riffling. This is shuffling. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah I did the other way. That's shuffling. That's riffling. Yeah. Huh. Uh, stop. The one on top is the one I want. Okay, okay. Are you ready for this? I am. It is... Uh, oh, wait, wait, let me guess, let me guess. Three of staves. No, this card really makes sense for you. Oh, uh, oh, oh, it's the ace of uh, you should have killed yourself ten years ago. Oh, that's not a card, sorry. <laughs> it's inner, inner dialogue coming Christ. up. Yeah. Uh, sorry, sitting okay, but, in a waiting room. Wait, by the way, uh, update on that. Um... <laughs> Ten years ago, uh, Periphery came out. That was that was Sunday was the anniversary. And on both shows, I kind of begged the audience, like, oh, please help me spread the Did word. Did people buy them? Absolutely not. I sold the one copy and got no more uh, uh, reviews. Oh. And um, my heart hurts and fuck all of you. Okay, please continue. Holy not fuck shit. all of you. I'm, oh, my I'm, God. I'm, I'm so sorry. I was, I, was, I was legit about the heart hurt. Uh, totally is not on you guys. That's, that's you know, I, I dug this hole. Okay. But, you know, you could have helped a little bit, you fucking assholes. I, <laughs> I helped. Yeah, well, you know, you could have helped more. No, you're not on that chopping block. You're great. No, you are. You're like, uh, you're like uh, fucking top notch. <laughs> you're like top 25 friends I have on a good day, like top 19. Oh, wow. That's okay. I feel better. No, you're, I feel you're, better. you're a top three guy. Top three. Yeah. Me and Steph and the other Steph and John. Wait, I should be top four then. No, it's probably you, John, and then that guy I talked to like 10 years ago. Oh, yeah, that, that one guy. That was yeah. also me, actually. I oh, was yeah, just shit. in disguise. Okay, so you're top two. Yeah. Your card is Fortitude. It's it's Strength. Okay. Um, And it, this makes sense. Like, uh, uh, honestly, it's another one of those sort of no-brainers for writing. You know, uh, when you write, you need two things. You need to be alone, and you need to stick with it. Yeah. And being alone is the Hermit card, and sticking with it is the Strength card. So you kind of got uh, the card that just sort of makes sense as default for writing. Okay. Like um, it. And uh, there is some Hebrew on here, which I'm going to attempt to read. Uh, it is probably... God, the Hebrew in this is so bad. It's, uh, it either said, I think it says, uh, Ramliel, uh, or Ramaliel. Uh, and I don't know necessarily, uh, what that's supposed to mean, but it's the name. I think it's when you download an old video game of like the Lion King, that's your, uh, Ramliel. Oh, and it's sort of, it's when you get that message on your screen that says, 
Oh, yeah. You wouldn't steal a lion. Would you steal a video game? <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> it's a pretty cool card. Here, take a look. I'm going to take a look. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we're looking at Fortitude, which is uh, number eight. Yeah, so it's it's strength in the rider weight system. Yes, Daughter of the Flaming Sword. And we've got, uh, like a, well, I'm going to guess it's the lady because it's daughter. And like it looks a like it's going to be bashing a lion's head in with a chalice. Yeah. And the lion has weird symbols on its face or it's poorly drawn. Uh, there's a, there's a shield with a, like a, some kind of like dragon type thing facing sinister. And, you know, there's a, there's a holy cross kind of deal. There's a, like a cock ring on the top right. Mm -hmm. Uh, what is that symbol actually? I'm blanking. Okay. Oh, that's the North Node. Okay. Um. It's an astrological symbol. Yeah, like I recognize it. I just couldn't put it. I'm not great with astrology. A cock uh, ring has to go all the way around, Alex. No, no, I meant the one. I meant like a Prince Albert. Oh, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. no, you're right. You're right. No, it would also work in a nose. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it, I was I was incorrect in my yes. Cock ring is the one that surrounds. I was referring yeah. to a Prince Albert. Okay. Uh, okay, we're done there. All right. Oh, so, yeah. um, yes, that's it. Uh, Eric, why don't you tell people how they can uh, help us? Oh, the best way to help us, the best way to help us is to tell a friend. And yes. I would encourage you to just do it. Like you may have you may have already told your best friend about how awesome this podcast is, uh, but they haven't subscribed yet, so you need to bug them again. In fact, research shows that you need to bug somebody three times before they actually do anything about it, mm -hmm. which means that in order for us to get you to successfully bug your friend about it we have to bug you nine times yeah so and we've done enough episodes that we've probably bothered you nine times so like the yeah, onus is on time. you now yeah, yeah it's honestly like yeah. if your friend hasn't subscribed it's probably time for you to lock them in a closet with their cell phone until they subscribe to this podcast exactly uh, aside from that, if you don't feel like being social, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, Twitch, Instagram, or TikTok. Correct. Uh, is there another place? Uh, probably Blue Sky Social soon, but we're not there yet. Um, as WizBiz Podcast. Yes. Uh, you can also find us online at WizBizPodcast.com. If you are uh, somebody who was sent a podcast episode or linked to a podcast episode, by a friend of yours who is lo currently locked in a closet by another friend, then you should subscribe to the podcast by going to whizbizpodcast.com slash subscribe. Yeah. And then if there's somebody locked in a closet that needs to get out, feel free to hit me up on, on Twitter. I'm at Alex Bolin. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll come. I'll knock. I'm a reasonably big guy. I can probably knock a closet door off its hinges and I'll, I'll rescue you. It's true. It's true. He could do it. Yeah. And if that doesn't work, you can uh, just follow us on Twitter at WizBiz Podcast and no, I, mean, I, I like the rescuing thing. into the yeah. void and we'll find somebody to rescue you. Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you might have to play, pay for a uh, plane fare. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah but I'm, Alex I'm will be there. Alex yeah. will be there eventually. All right. Well, that, I've been Alex. That's been Eric. And remember, keep shaking them babies. <laughs>